Hi, Madonna Louise Veronica Ciccone here, and you can listen to my brand new album, Madame X, on Spotify right now. You're listening to MLVC, the Madonna podcast, the place where there's finally enough love. Hey, everybody, it's Stefan. And it's Tony. I don't search, I find. And we are ecstatic today because... Our episode is going to be discussing all things Madame X. We've had 24 hours to sit with Madame X, and what a sitting it's been. I cannot stop listening to this album. It is honestly such a gratifying experience to finally have Madame X in our hands officially. Uh, The wait has been totally worth it. I can't believe that finally, after all this time, we are actually able to listen to this opus of a Madonna album. Yeah, this this will be four years since the release of Rebel Heart, uh, three years since the Rebel Heart tour, and it feels like forever. It does. I, uh, I, I kind of feel like Madonna needs to start working on her next album, uh, so we don't have to wait another four years or... Uh... E- even so, and Madame X is worlds away from Rebel Heart, it just could not be more different. I feel like in Rebel Heart, as much as I love, you know, 99% of the tracks on that album, it was, it was looking for hits, and Madame X gives zero fucks. Oh yeah, she's not... If anyone out there is thinking she's trying to be radio-friendly, listen to a majority of the songs on this album, and you will hear that she is not... Ain't happening. But then again, who's listening to the radio these days? Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, overall, I think um, my first overall impression of the Madame X album is uh, it's amazing. It's sonically evolved. It's experimental and... Expansive. Catchy and uh, just really well done. I, I'm just super impressed with it. Not that she had to impress me. Uh, you know, but Impressing you is what she lives for. Yeah, but no, uh, definitely an impressive instant. You know, it's it was it just wowed me. I uh, I was so happy to finally be able to hear the album from start to finish. It is one of the most cohesive pieces of work I feel she's done in ages. Uh, I know a lot of reviews were saying it's her best since Confessions. I would definitely agree with that. I do feel that this is like. On a, oh, absolutely! Like since it, as a, like a cohesive album, it really just it just comes together. Every track sounds like it should be part of the album. I, I when I was listening to it yesterday, I was thinking I was like on a cruise ship in like the '30s when you know people that's their main mode of travel, and it's just like you're stopping off at another port and you get to hear this new sound that envelops you, and just when you start to get used to it, you get shuttled off to another location, and then you you know, are immersed in another culture and another sound. And, and I love that Madame X does that, you know. It doesn't just tell you it's going to do that, it does it. Yeah, we, we have a bunch of different flavors going on in, in various songs. There's disco, there's R&B. Fado, Funana. Yeah, Portuguese influence, Spanish influences. Reggaeton. African influences. I, it's, it's sort of all over the map. I, you, you sort of now understand what Mirways meant when he said, I'm so proud to be working on this global album it definitely resonates as a a global influence uh it's it's really great i can't sing its praises enough i'm I'm still trying to digest it a little bit and i think uh 
for our uh, all intents and purposes today. We'll just do a very brief overview of the album and sort of what, what has sort of like hit us over the head and knocked us down and made me pass out a couple times after listening to some of the songs because they're just like, it's a little overwhelming to sort of listen to some of it. It is, but you know what? We're stands, so we're just going to go through track by track, okay? Yeah, we're just going to do that. And then uh, after uh, we sort of have a little bit of Madame X revelry, we are going to have our very first guest on uh, the MLVC podcast. We're very excited. That's right, kids. We have guests now. Finally. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that will come up a little later in the program. Finally enough love, you know? (laughs) Uh, So yeah, so let's just, uh, we'll kick it off with, obviously, um, everyone knows the very first song that we heard from the Madame X era, Medellin. Medellin was the first Madonna Mirwise track that we heard from this record. And it threw a lot of people off, but, you know, there were the inevitable La Isla Bonita references, which, you know, doesn't hurt because that's a venerable Madonna hit at number one. I just, you know, Medellin is is the perfect entree to this album because, you know, she's with Maluma, they take you to Colombia, and it's, it's, it's Latin music, it's... It's something that Madonna loves to do, and you can feel it, and you can see it in the video as well. I think it was the perfect way to start. Yeah, it's fresh. It's uh, it's a standout track, I still think. I think she sounds great. I think the relationship that her and Maluma have is really fun and, and fresh, and the video is epic. And mm-hmm. it was, um, I think people thought it was a weird first foray into the era, but it sort of makes sense now that you sort of have the whole rest of the album. Yeah, this is all. This is almost a way to uh, to get you used to where it's going. You yes. know. Yeah. Uh, and then dark uh, ballet. Dark ballet is our, our second track on the album, and that was that was also the third single. Yes, uh, we had. It's. I mean, you know, it's dramatic. It's very sweeping. Very mirror ways. Uh, you know, it, it's. It's. I think it starts off rather traditional, and then sort of like just dives headfirst into this trippy, bizarre, funhouse, classical spoken word sermon by Madonna. It's uh... Yeah, this song started out as Beautiful Game, which was performed in its entirety at the Met Ball last year. And so she took a segment of that and turned it into this... Oh my God, I can't even describe it. it it's indescribable, this song. It takes you from A to B... A to Z, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A to B is not enough. So, I, you know, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, my God, this is like John Carpenter meets Tchaikovsky, you know, like mm-hmm. in the breakdown. It's like Halloween 3 and the Nutcracker, and it goes crazy. And then, you know, the, the voiceover is just like she's whispering in your ear, and it's, you know, she's warning you, and it's foreboding. And, yeah, it just it took my breath away. I do we think that Supreme got uh, some paid her some money for that call out outside of your Supreme hoodie? I'm waiting for the Supreme hoodie with Madame X and Yeah, seriously, on the front. that's a there's a, a, a partnership waiting to happen. Supreme, yeah. get on that right away. That's what I'm looking at right now. And, um, and what do you think of the video? So we we didn't get a chance to talk about that in our last episode. Yeah, so Madonna released a video with the Dark Ballet single, and it's a beautiful Baroque. Uh, video shot in Portugal where, you know, Catholicism is criminal. And it's, you know, Mickey Blanco, the HIV positive queer rapper who just happened to be living in Lisbon and Madonna was put together with him and they decided to collaborate. He portrays the Joan of Arc character in the video. 
and you know it's it's visceral, it's beautiful, and it's exactly what the song needed. Unfortunately, Madonna only makes a very uh, festive and furtive appearance towards the end, but yes, very brief. I, I was I'm like they put her in hair and makeup, and she was only in it for two seconds. Like, yeah, but you know what? I think Madonna wanted to make a statement, and the best way to make a statement is to not distract people with her presence. And yeah, I, I get that, but I just kind of I was like, yeah. oh, I really want her in this more. I know, but uh, you know, from what I read, uh, I read an interview with Mickey Blanco, and he said that Madonna was there in all aspects of production. She was almost directing the video, and and you can see it because. This is one of those where you're watching it and you feel everything that's happening. It's beautiful, and I love it. I, I want to see more videos like this. Of course, with more of her yes. in the video <laughs> for the remaining uh, videos we'll get for Madame X. Next, we've God Control. God Control. God, God Control. control. Oh, so, so good. Uh, I have been waiting for this song, and I am so ecstatic that we finally have this song. The fact that it it starts off with... Uh, I, I've heard people say she's mumbling in the beginning. I looked at it as more she's sort of like... She's talking a little bit seriously. Like when you get sort of irritated and angry at something and you're sort of... You talk, clench your teeth. Yeah, you clench your mouth and you're sort of talking. You're like, I swear to God, if you do that one more time. And that's sort of where Madonna is going with this. She's yes. fed up with the state of lack of gun control in this country and the effects that it's having on people and our nation and she's pissed off and yeah. I think that's where the voice is coming from you mm -hmm. know when she's talking about how I think I understand why people get a gun if yeah. she's pissed she's angry she's not going to be saying that with a smile no. that's why she's saying it that way and I just and then the, the choir comes in and is the Tiffin children's choir which this is her first appearance on this album. They'll show up again, and they are amazing. Amazing. It's, it sounds so beautiful, and how they are, are chanting, you know, we lost God control. And then it takes a sharp turn, and suddenly we are on the disco floor. And This is your wake-up call. Yeah, it is Madonna doing Saturday Night Fever. It is heaven. The, her voice, when she's saying this is your wake-up call is just soaring and perfect and I just want to be like Julie Andrews in The Sound of Music <laughs> spinning around on the top of a mountain singing and um, I mean if you haven't gotten on board to that song by the time she says it's a hustle then just give up just turn it off but like everything about it like I just love everybody knows the damn truth it's just so good. Madonna whispering, yes, just sign me up. Yeah, this disco breakdown wanted, I just wanted to put on like a, a red latex dress and <laughs> grab a disco ball and pose all over the floor like the confessions photo shoot. Tony, know? that's basically your every Friday night. Though, <laughs> I've, I've, seen that, I've seen you in that red latex dress. Ladies and gentlemen, he looks great in that it, red it's latex. It's a weird kind of energy, but <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, I, bet, I mean, like, come on, it's... Madonna whispering, Madonna rapping. I didn't think I'd ever want to hear Madonna rap again. It is brilliant. It's so, like, right? just weird, and it works for some reason. I, the vocoder is great. The, the strings, the varying beats, it's just, it constantly twists and turns. If and this is what it means for Madonna to be experimental, then experiment all you want, lady. Yeah, it yeah. just it is. Uh, to me, this is one of the top tracks on the album. I'm so excited to see the video for this. Um, I am assuming this is the Drag Queen video, and I am assuming that that's going to be dropping within the next couple weeks in time for her 
Pride appearance here in New York City. Um, FYI, I don't know if you ordered your uh, World Pride t-shirt from uh, Madonna.com. I, I, I am basically going broke this era. Um, between Madame X tickets and Madame X merch, I'm just like, please stop sending me emails, Madonna, because just I, send me the merch. I can't afford <laughs> any more merchandise. But um, yeah, I, like I, I love that T-shirt. I just had to get as soon as they said Madonna World Pride T-shirt, I was like, and sign me up. Yeah, I, I thought about it for a minute and slept on it, and then I got two actually. I wanted to give one to my friend. <laughs> you said you weren't going to get it. I'm getting them because you know these are. This is a. Oh, Even though I'm not going to be there, it's going to be a momentous occasion. It's World Pride. It's the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. Yeah. Whether I'm there or I'm not, uh, I want to commemorate this occasion. Yeah, I'm, I have yet to acquire a ticket to the Pride event uh, with Madonna, but I am. if I am not able to attend, I'm just going to sit outside and listen along in my World Pride t-shirt. So... Um, so after God Control, we have Future, which is the collaboration mm-hmm. with Quavo, yes. and this is produced by Deep Low. So you know it's got that dancehall reggae slant, and this was released as as a promo single. Yes. So we've been we've, we've we've had this song a lot in yeah. our lives. It, it was, was also performed uh, at Eurovision. At Eurovision, and it was a really cool performance. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm. It's a solid song on the album. And you can tell that she likes to perform this, so we'll definitely see this on yeah, the Yeah, this is coming tour. to the tour. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Batuka. Batuka. Ever since I read this this title, I've wondered what the hell is Batuka and what's it going to sound like? Well, it's, it's actually really, really cool. Um, this is the song that Madonna collaborated on with uh, the Cape Verdean women's percussion group, and they are... Amazing. So this is basically Madonna at a campfire in Portugal mm-hmm. with these women mm-hmm. doing call and response, and it's so organic, and it's you can tell that she's living her best life doing the song, you know. And it's it's nothing you've heard before, nothing you've ever heard from Madonna, absolutely. And I I love I love that it's very trippy. I love the journey it takes me on. Yeah, it's a great production on this song. I um I wasn't quite sure what to think of it either when I heard the title of the song, and um, I love that. Her son David sort of partially wrote some of the song lyrics, mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, yeah, the swelling synths and the chants and the deep drum beats are just—it's really solid. It's a really great track. I still don't know how to use batuka in a sentence, but you know, <laughs> stick with me. We'll we'll figure it out together. <laughs> We're here with you, Tony. Killers who are partying. This is the song that Stefan thought was going to be the big disco banger. Yes, it's just <laughs> I, I am a, I'm owning up to the fact that I was wrong on this. So obviously, God Control is the disco banger mm-hmm. with the drag queens in the video, and Killers Who Are Partying is not. This is where Fado comes in, right? Fadana. It's Fadana. Fadana, okay. Yeah. Uh, not to be confused with Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is our first Portuguese heavy song. I, I, there's guitar, there's accordion. Uh, I really like the vibe in it, the whole like trippy stuttering of the beats. I, um, you know, it's... It's just a really good, solid track. We first heard elements of the song in the Madame X album video, uh, video promo, like promo, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was intrigued with it then, and now I can't get it out of my head. It's one of those songs that just has really, really grown on me. I'm curious as to, like, I mean, I've heard a lot of complaints about this song. People saying that the lyrics aren't good, or I kind of like... Well, you know what, Stefan? <laughs> We're not here to hear complaints. Yes. 
True. No complaints today. Um, no, but how I, could I complain when Madonna just released a new record? Yeah, seriously. Uh, we're on a high right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was wondering what Madonna taking on Fado would sound like, and this sort of alle- alleviated any fears as to, you know, I could totally see her doing this on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, I think it's a, a great track in that it sort of like fully immerses us in the world and her mindset of what she was thinking when she was sort of like saying, yes, I'm going to live in Lisbon and this is what I'm going to do with my album. Absolutely. Then we move on to Crave, uh, which we've had for quite a while. It was our second single. Uh, I still think it's a really good standout on the album. You know, it's a it's a true pop song. It's catchy. It's really sweet. It's such a solid song. This is the one that went into heavy radio rotation because this is... I mean, to anyone just walking into the world of Madame X, this is probably the most accessible song. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely, like, the radio-friendly song of the album. Although I feel like radio should be playing everything, everything. on this album. Because yeah, they should just be playing the entire album from beginning to end. Yeah, because, you know, as a wise woman once said, every record sounds the same. Uh, I, I just want more. I want diversity, you know? And this is what Madame X is. It's, it's a diverse... Uh, I think one of the reviews said mishmash, uh, which I am totally on board with. I love a good mishmash. Yeah, me too. Give give me a variety, and we'll it's like a stew. We'll be good. You know, I'm a I'm a big stew fan. You know, that's Madonna. <laughs> she just you know she was at her her kitchen in Port- in Portugal, and she sort of just threw a whole bunch of stuff in a pot, and here we go. A Madonna smorgasbord. Yes, good. Oh, I love a good smorgasbord. Uh, is crazy next? Crazy with more Portuguese. Um, I love the song. Yeah, it's uh, it starts off with an accordion and then almost sort of veers into Mark Ronson territory. I feel like oh, that's a good that's a good call. Yeah, you know, like I could sort of felt like if Mark Ronson ever worked with Madonna, this is what we got. Mm-hmm. But I, funnily enough, it was not. It was Madonna, Mike Dean, and Jason Evigan, who I constantly think is Greg Evigan. He is from My Two Dads. No, 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 he's his son. That's his son. Yeah, it's the, uh, okay. Well, there we go. Or BJ and the Bear, depending on how old you are. That's so funny. Yeah, he also has a sister named Brianna Evigan, who was in one of the Step Up movies and Sorority oh Row. But you know, such a small we'll world. have an Evigan family podcast episode in another <laughs> moment. Uh, but yeah, this was I love. That, so she, I had literally spent last night on the couch going through and Google translating the lyrics for the songs that I did not understand. Um, if you're listening to Crazy and you don't understand what she's saying in Portuguese, she's basically saying, you make me so crazy, you think I'm crazy. And then the one part that I love the most that she says in Portuguese was, um, I love you, but I will not let you destroy me. Yes! Yes, Madonna. Okay, so I'm listening to the album on my way to work in the subway, and the first time I hear Crazy, because I resisted until Friday morning to listen to Good this on album. Good Tony. Um... The line where she says, I bend my knees for you like a prayer, I literally screamed out loud. And people looked at me, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. It's just another day on the subway, though, It's just another know? day on the subway, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck, featuring Nicki Minaj. I love this line. I love it when she ref- refers to old music. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's part of the canon, you know. This is a, a world that Madonna has created for us, and I love living in that world, lyrically, musically, Yes, yeah, she... Name checks one of her songs somewhere else on the album as well. I don't think we've gotten there yet, but I know that she definitely, yes, name checks Like a Prayer in, in Crazy, which I thought was really great. Mm-hmm. Next. Ugh, this song is so good. Come alive, come alive, come alive. Come alive. It's so... This song, 
is a slice of Madonna perfection. It is, and the, the Tiffin Choir is back, and they are even better in the song. Yeah, they she really got her. I hope they got paid. No, oh, really, they got really, paid really handsomely for this because I just everything about it—the muted trumpets, the little staccato drum beat, the organ, the synth, mm-hmm. the little clicking that you hear, the choir, like. This is a Madonna that we love. It's so good. It's it sounds really fresh mm-hmm. and different for her, but yet it still sounds like a cool Madonna song. Yeah, you know? like cool. It, That's the right word. It's cool. It's just it's epic and euphoric and sweeping and beautiful. I just I love. It's got that white heat. Yes. Oh, <laughs> good good call. Good call. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's a really great song. I uh, again. Uh, who's Jeff Basker? He he helped co-produce this with Mike Dean. I don't know. We're gonna find out. Who we're Jeff gonna find Basker out who Jeff Basker is, is and we're gonna send him a basket of flowers. Yeah, we're gonna thank thank you, Jeff Basker. <laughs> but you know, um, uh, so is Extreme Occident next? Extreme Occident, yes. Which I actually looked up because I was like, what is she making a play on accident? But no, actually, an Occident is, is the countries of the West, especially Europe and America. Uh, so I, I was not aware of that, and now it made sense. So yeah, I, it's the opposite of Orient. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I, there's, I, I don't believe there's any vocoding on this song, and if there is, it's really, really light, but I just love that this is one song where they just let her voice yeah. be used. She sounds so beautiful. She sounds so beautiful, you're right. And this was also a song that was previewed in the Welcome to Madame X promo. And when I heard it, I was like, I love this. I need to have this song. Remember, I, I yes. kept telling you about it. He, he did. He kept, <laughs> I, I, I have so many texts. I, I think I, I muted the text notifications because I was like, enough, Tony. And I love the contradiction of like, I was lost, but then I wasn't lost. Mm-hmm. Because that, you know, every day we have this push and pull with ourselves where we're like, who am I? Where am I? And I know where I am, and I know who I am, but then I don't, and it's it's all in the song. Yeah, it's it's a very dramatic song, but I and she again she's using Portuguese in it, and it's it's really really great. It's it's also only on the deluxe edition. So yeah. this song did not make it onto the standard edition, but I, I don't quite. I, I always buy the deluxe editions because I want more Madonna than than less Madonna. So yeah. I don't quite understand if you don't have the deluxe. Or maybe people buy the standard and the deluxe. I buy both, and for this one, I'm buying both because I love the cover art for standard better than deluxe. That's well, just me. I think I'm getting probably like 35 versions of yeah, the album yeah. with all of the merch that I've bought and the tickets, and because like with every concert ticket and piece of merch, you get like a, yeah. an issue of. It. So I, I probably have like tons of albums coming my way. But Stefan, this happens every time there's a tour. Like, I, you know what I still have I found the other day is a sealed copy of MDNA mm-hmm. without gangbang on it. Oh, the, the, it was the non-parental. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm just... Gonna, I give those to my nieces and nephews. I'm going to keep it sealed because one day someone's going to be like, oh my God, I'll pay $1,000 for a version of MDNA. <laughs> well, like a, a physical CD. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, because uh, I'm assuming one day we won't have those, but... Um, exactly. So then next up after uh, Extreme Occident, we have, I think, which is another huge standout track on the album. You must be talking about Fascostoso. With, uh, which is a duet with Anita. Anita, I did not know about her before this, but my good friend Jordan in Toronto, who is a huge Latin the music fan. The fascist state of Toronto. The fascist state of Toronto, which has, you know, 
redeemed itself since. FYI, if you don't know that, that's a quote from Truth or Dare. We're not actually calling Toronto fascist. No, I love that. Look it up. Look it up. So, yeah, Jordan told me that, you know, Anita is this huge Brazilian superstar and people love her in Brazil. I listened to some of her music in the last week and it's just like party, samba, carnival. And when I heard this song for the first time, my head exploded. It's a banger. It is. And they are, like, seriously, they are a power couple. Yeah. Like, I would have preferred hearing more of her mm-hmm. on a Madonna track. Like, seriously, they should do another, uh, just do, like, a little EP. Yeah. Like, Madonna and Anita just do, uh, like, I love that. She should open for Madonna. Uh, yeah, good idea. And, you know, there's a part in the song where it breaks down and whistles and percussion and drums. And I, I stopped that in my tracks and I was like, I need to hear this six times in a row because mm-hmm. it is just it's so good yeah and it's, it, you're having a party you're having a party yeah the production is great the beat the chorus uh, the back and forth from English to Portuguese mm-hmm. is really great and I love so I tra- again I translated the Portuguese and I love the one uh, section where she says I do not deny now again this is Google Translate yeah. so I'm sure it's not exactly but I still like the how Google translated it I do not deny he is naughty and he is affectionate he makes it so hot he does it so hot it's just so yeah. funny and no that's what I love about this song too is that it's Madonna like calling out a bad man you know? <laughs> and we haven't had that in a while because she's very introspective in this album and, you know, a lot of it is about the state of the world, the state of her mind in this world and also who she is in the world. But this song is not about any of that. This song is about, I'm in Brazil, I'm dancing, and this guy sucks. Yeah. (laughs) And we then move on to the next track, which is sort of like a nice little continuation of the theme of her sort of like being in love and sort of like a bit more sexy. It's her second duet with Maluma on the album. Bitch, Uh, I'm loca. Bitch, I'm loca. And I feel like this one works really successfully. It's it's a fun romp. It's it's funny. Uh, It's a bit of a harder song than Medellin is. It's a... This is perfect for a Latin club. Oh, absolutely. I want to hear this in a song. Uh, I'm in a club. Uh, really loud. You know, it's... I, I like that Madonna states that she likes to be on top, which I feel like we sort of already knew that. Yeah, I but think that, that's kind of for self-evident. Re- thank you for reiterating that, Madonna. Um, but yeah, the, um, the the chorus is kind of like all like, she's crazy and kiss my mouth and, um, you know, where do you want me to put this? Just put, put it, it inside. inside. It's just funny. It's it's you can tell that they really got along in the in the studio, her and Maluma and I mean, I mean they did three songs yeah, together. Three songs together and I, I'm I think Maluma missed out on putting this on his record. Yeah. I, I, I really feel like you know Madonna was probably like when they came up with this. Mine. Like, sorry, this is mine. Just yeah. like Nikki Finn was like, mine. Yeah, it's sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I yeah, I I think this is very authentic reggaeton. It's going to do well in Latin America. Hopefully, totally. it, you know, I don't know if it'll play here, but it's playing in my in my headphones. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so then next, oh we, my have, God. we have probably one of my favorite songs of the entire album. Uh, it is the Madonna that I have been wanting and needing and waiting for. Uh, She justified our love. Yes, seriously. Thank you for rescuing (laughs) me, Madonna. Uh, I don't search, I find. It is as if, I swear to God, it's like somebody 
went into a vault where they had the, the erotica tapes or whatnot, and they just discovered this hidden track that Madonna did back in 1991. Yep. Um, it's very akin to Goodbye to Innocence. Yes, that's a good call. Uh, like, if you listen to good, if you haven't heard it, listen to it, look it up, Goodbye to Innocence. Um, there's shades of Rescue Me. Yeah, I hear uh, that. There's I hear Waiting. Waiting from Bedtime Stories. I, first of all, I mean, I love when Madonna talks. Bedtime Story. I yeah. hear that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just there's, like, the snaps are a great callback mm-hmm. to Vogue. Um, it's just, like, close your eyes. You can sort of hear Madonna in her, like, Dita persona, sort of, like... So I guess Madame X is Dita yeah. uh, in this song, and... Uh, it's just such a great 90s house vibe. I, I heard, I read this review that just encapsulated it in the best way. They're like, this is the song that you hear at the club, you know, when you're in the bathroom doing a quick bump or getting a quick fuck, and this is the background that you hear from downstairs. I was like, oh, wow, yeah. I mean, yeah, oh, you know, yeah, totally. thinking about the 90s, not yes. today. But. Well, I mean, obviously, you are uh, you know all about this when you go to your Israeli raves. So, <laughs> exactly. um, yeah, I mean, I just, I can't say enough good things about this. I've had this song on repeat since I've heard it. I want some slamming remixes. I want, I want this to be released as a single. I want a video, Ugh. and I want remixes. Yeah, I, like, seriously, I want, like, almost, like, the sequel to The Deep and deeper video with yeah. this song. Like, I want to see Madonna in a club. I want that sort of, like, freeness. That She's looking for those damn balloons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's running with scissors. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I love the... Uh, some of my favorite lyrics, like, I found love, I found something new, I found you. I found you. Yeah, yeah I, found I found you. you. It's oh. so, and then, as platinum gold, mm-hmm. it's just so good. And then, fi- obviously, my second favorite lyric of this, finally, enough love. Yeah. It's just, it's just so good. I, I, I just, I want... I want more of yeah, this, Madonna. No. Like, this song is perfect for like strutting down the street. I work in Soho, and you can see me at any given point uh, strutting up and down Broadway with this song. Yeah, bopping, yeah. You know? it's, it's just so good. Just uh, Thank you. Thank you, Madonna. Thank you, Madonna, for this thank one. We you. were waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> then we bring things down a little bit with Looking for Mercy, which is a Madonna ballad. Very haunting introspective deep and dark I uh she, Madonna is pleading to be taught how to forgive herself and talking about needing to survive I had when I was listening to this um making notes about this track I flew over to the Rebel Heart album for a quick moment to sort of cue up Inside Out this to me seems like a sister track to that mm-hmm. like if you listen to the vibe of Inside Out uh it sort of has the same haunting feeling and uh looking for mercy also, just only on the deluxe uh, album. But, um, yeah, it's really, really good. I like how s- the sweeping chorus and just, like, deep and dark it sounds. I have a feeling this is going to be something in the Madame X tour that she's really going to, like, sink her teeth into. Yeah, I could see her. Like, it, this sounds like that moment on Reinvention Tour when she sang Frozen. Yeah. I could see her doing that. Just her at a microphone singing the song and, you know, having that orchestra in the background. I just, it, it was, it's it surprised me. Yeah. I, I didn't think I was going to, I thought actually it was going to be about her daughter. Oh, like, yeah, you know, that's like, right. I, when I saw the song, I was like, oh, she's sort of like, you know, giving a song to her daughter, Mercy, but it has nothing to do with that. No, she's very literal in the song, and it's, it's you know, it's Madonna at her most vulnerable. I, I love her when she just strips it down. Yeah. And then this is the perfect lead-in to the final track on the deluxe edition, I Rise, which has already been released. 
But it it just it makes so much sense closing out this album. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect way to end it. Yeah, I, it's when you listen to the full album, she, you know, she's taking us on a journey. She's taking us around the world uh, with all of the hopes and fears and dreams and anger and and sounds and love and whatever she's discussed along the the way it's madonna's call to arms you know it's an it's an anthemic song about you know rising up and and succeeding rising up and staying on top yes don't let them bring you down don't let them tear you down yeah i love the my standout lyric on that is you know died a thousand times managed to survive it's a personal song Mm -hmm. where you know madonna is constantly being kicked down she's still being kicked down during this era uh and yet she's just not giving a fuck no i mean this album came out friday june 14th and it's number one in 60 countries you know you can't keep her down who's irrelevant now yeah who's irrelevant now um, so we'd be remiss if we did not mention the three bonus tracks that you get in the box set. Yeah, tell us about these, because I've only heard one of them, and I'm... Which I, one did you hear? I heard Ciao Bella, which is amazing. Oh, it's so good. Well, so I can sort of see why she didn't put Ciao Bella on, like, the she's standard... Not, she's or, not featured on the track. Yeah, it's a little less Madonna than I would normally prefer. Uh, it's... Uh, a very big dance song. Like, seriously, an epic dance track. Probably one of my th- third favorite songs from the album, even though she's not very heavily featured. I, But I understand, you know, like, it it does sort of have... It lives in the same club as I Don't Search, I Find. But, um, yeah, it's a wicked beat. I love the child Bella circling around mm-hmm. and around, and there's this African man singing, very reminiscent of Isaac from Confessions. Oh, yeah, that's a You know, it's sort of like it parallels that. Um, I love in the beginning when, she, you know, she's like, sometimes I feel push, and then the song just drops into the beat, and um, I feel like it's her love letter to Malawi or Africa, you know? Well, actually, I did some research, and Funana is a type of music that comes out of Cape Verde. Yes. So, you know, it's... Cape Verde is an island that's west of Africa, but below Portugal, and it's very remote, and the people that live there are a very unique mix of African and Portuguese, and that's why their music is so unique, and I mean, I started, I, you know, I did a deep dive, and now all I want to do is, like, go to Cape Verde. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, so then she's probably referencing definitely that in Chalbella, but then obviously... She has a song called Funana, yeah. uh, where she is definitely talking about that type of music. Um, she, and again, Madonna loves her lists. She made a list and she checked it twice. And she, she does. She calls out a bunch of artists who have left us in this world. Um, and I, I love that she sort of like talks about that, you know, like... Elvis and Bob Marley and Whitney Houston and James Brown, Aretha, George Michael, Prince, um, I mean, Mac Miller. Yeah, I think I saw Avicii. You know, like yeah. uh, Freddie Mercury. Uh, I think I saw people like calling her out, saying, "Why didn't she list this person?" Or what? It's like she can only list so many people. Yeah, she can only list so many people, and really, this is about Madonna surviving. You know, this is a very treacherous business, and some people make it, and some people don't, and. She has, and I, you know, she is one of the last standing. Yeah. So this is a very poignant track, and and I, I love the name checks, especially Whitney, because you know you can't 
say enough good things about Whitney. Yeah. And then the last of the three bonus tracks, if you will, is a song that we originally heard in demo form from the Rebel Hearts series, which is Back That Up to the Beat, a song that she wrote with Pharrell. And she has brought that song back. She has souped it up, stylized it to... What do you think? I... I kind of like how, where she went with it. It's really vocoded. It's, it's, she sort of sounds a bit robotic on it. Um, but I kind of like the chants. I like the flute. I'm a flute fan. And mm-hmm. she, no gay, no gay intonations. No, Tony, do not, do not go. Not, not even going there. But, um, yeah, I kind of, and I know that she doesn't like when we get to hear leaks of an unfinished song. However, I love that we got to hear the demo version of the song, and now you get to sort of hear the finished version of where she took it. Because to me, it's sort of fun to mm-hmm. see the artistic process and sort of see where, okay, this was the original idea, and then she sort of stepped away from it for four years and then came back to it, and here's what we've got, you know? And Yeah, it kind of reminded me a little bit of um, Candy Shop, because we heard that leak months before yes. we heard uh, Hard Candy, and, and it was two different animals but they were all cut from the same cloth if you will the thing is is that um that was candy shop and this is madame x you know and i only bring up candy shop because we're going to be seeing it live on stage at the madame x tour you know know (laughs) out of all the songs from her back catalog if we don't if we don't get candy shop i will be upset like i I might walk out i am like fully prepared to have another version of candy shop on this tour (laughs) it's gonna be candy shock batuka yeah (laughs) oh you know what i could see candy shop with a little photo sound or uh, like mix it in with uh Costoso, you know? You know, a little gypsy blood thrown mm-hmm. into that candy shop. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, let us know your thoughts on Madame X. I, if you're not celebrating, shame on you, because mm-hmm. this is probably the finest Madonna album we've gotten in a long, a long, long time. time. This is the most thought out, the most consistently seamless album that she's had in a long time. Yeah, from start to finish, it's cohesive. It's just like every song fits. Even if it's a different style from the song before it, it's still, you know, like I think some of her previous albums, you might think, oh, you can definitely tell the difference between the production or whatnot. Like, oh, this was William Orbit. Oh, this was Mirrorways. Oh, this was, you know, it's not like that here. It's everything is just... It just, it's a perfect the the puzzle pieces all sort of fit together and yeah. it's, it's wonderful it's really really great it was worth the wait I'm so happy with it and now it's part of my life yeah now we get to have it on repeat for months and months until uh, we, it'll be curious to see what she does from the album on tour mm-hmm. because I feel like there's so many different choices uh, I mean she's gotta do God Control yeah she has to and I, I am rooting for I Don't Search, I Find. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I kind of want... I Don't Search, I Find is sort of like my impressive instant or nobody knows me. You know, like how on those albums, when you heard that, I was just like, yes, Madonna. And I'm hoping that like those tracks, mm-hmm. she also performs the song on tour and we get like a... You know, like get together. Like all of those... I know you didn't like get together on tour, but I, I loved that impressive instant nobody knows me and I want to add I don't search I find to that mix as well well you know she was talking about it on the Graham Norton show about you know some elements of the tour and she said that 
there will be moments where it's electronic music. There will be moments where it's just dancers on stage. There will be moments when it's just her with a guitar or other moments where it's like a full band with instruments we've never seen on stage with Madonna before. So I'm glad that it's just going to go everywhere, you know? And it's Like the be, album. Yeah, like the album. And it's going to be theatrical. I mean, in one of her Instagram posts, I literally started crying when I heard it. And it was a string ensemble doing Frozen. And I'm like... Frozen on stage live in a theater? Kill me now. Oh, so let's talk about those just for a moment. I I have a feeling those clips that she was showing us from the workshop on Instagram, I have a feeling those are what will become part of her documentary that she's prepping for Netflix. Again, I don't have this information in this front of me. This is speculation. Speculation, but I'm just wondering. And which fulfillment? Uh, I assume, the you know, Madonna workshops all of her tours. It's her way of feeling out what songs are going to work, what songs are going to fit into the eventual set list for the, her upcoming shows. I assume she probably will not have every song that she workshopped, but... Why, you know, because she looked camera ready in all of those. You know, it's, she's she yeah. was filming, and I, I know that she had that meeting with Netflix, so I'm assuming she was probably doing that for this, and that the eventual Netflix documentary will close with her performing the Madame X shows. And uh, so, yeah, I assume that that's sort of where we were going. Why would she put, you know, like maybe some actual songs yeah. in, in the documentary that were going to end up in the show. But it'll be fun to sort of see. And I mean, that whole bit of her with the typewriter where she's like, I, you know, like massaging my feet with a dry martini and someone's typing the, the and then she's like, Bill, please. And then it rings. I mean, it's just, it's a brilliant little clip. I love that clip. I love it too. So I'm curious to see what our guests think of the Madame X album. Okay, so we are really excited. We are popping our special guest star cherry today, like a virgin here at the MLVC podcast. We are very happy to have Oksana Nabokova uh, here with us in the library. Uh, Welcome, Oksana. Hi, thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. So for our listeners who don't know who Oksana is, we... um, both Oksana and I had the distinct privilege of being brought up on stage with Madonna yeah. at the Rebel Heart Tour, although I only got to go up one time. <laughs> Oksana got to go up two times. Oksana, tell our listeners, what is it like being on stage with Madonna? Wait, and before you say that, please tell everyone how many times you saw the Rebel Heart Tour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So I attended uh, every single show in the United States for the Rebel Heart Tour. Amazing. Every single show? Every single show, and plus two Puerto Rico shows. Wow. So, so it, how many shows was that in the um, U.S. she did? It was 26 shows. 26? 26 shows. I didn't, I didn't think I'm going to attend every single show. I, I knew I'm going to do a lot, a lot, but more than 10 for sure. But then, you know, one show finished and I'm like, oh my God, I need to do more, I need to do more. <laughs> and it was my big dream to see many shows because, you know, guys, I'm from Russia and she didn't come with her concert to Russia a lot. I was missing a lot of shows. I didn't see the Invention Tour because she didn't go to Russia. I didn't wow. see Drowned World Tour. I, I saw Confessions. It was the first tour I saw, but I was all the way in the back and I didn't see Up her. Close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I didn't count even this. Is yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
And that's why when I'm in America, I moved uh, here in 2012. Um, and I was thinking, wow, okay, now I'm, I'm in America and she's doing so many shows in America and I couldn't believe that finally I live in the country where Madonna lives and I can have <laughs> opportunity to attend a lot of shows. I don't need to fly to another country. And um, I cannot say that it's cheap or expensive. Uh, I mean, um, it's, it's cheap to travel in the States because she had a lot of shows in New York, plus she had a show in Philadelphia and Washington, D.C. And every time I find the people who wanted to go with me on the show, so we share all the expenses, hotel uh, cost, mm -hmm. uh, this and that. Um, oh, you were in Philadelphia? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, so you saw when I was up on stage, Yes, right? I saw you. Oh, it nice. was so amazing. I couldn't be. I was so jealous when I saw you. I'm like, oh my God, this guy is so lucky. So when you saw Stefan on stage, you had not been on stage yet? No, I, it happened on the 10th. It was my 10th show in uh, St. Paul in, in the state of Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, and that was when you had the, the heart dress? Yes, That exactly. you had made, correct? I, uh, or you had made? I didn't make. I, I find a friend who knew how to make dress. I see. Uh, and she because it looked exactly me. like the one that she wore. On, I think that was the Ellen show. Didn't she wear that? Yes. With the, it's the heart with all the arrows. Yes, right? exactly. It's the yeah. Ellen show, and I remember exactly how much effort it took me to make this dress because I was trying to find exactly the same material dress and I couldn't find it nowhere and I was so upset and I remember I had only three days to make this dress mm -hmm. because I, I don't remember which show was before and then Madonna went to Canada uh, to, for, for her tour and I couldn't go to Canada because I didn't have a visa in Canada. Oh, sure. So I had some break. Right, and that's I, where she opened, right? She opened the show in, in, the, in North America and Canada? Yeah, she opened the show, then she was doing America and then she came back to Canada again. Okay. And she had a break in America like maybe for, for four or five days and I was like, okay, I, I came back to America from one one of the show, I came back to New York and I was like, okay, I need to use this opportunity to make a dress. And I was, it was really difficult because I couldn't find the dress, the same material, and then I was looking for someone who knows how to do these uh, beautiful uh, uh, things to create a heart of the yeah, dress. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so I, what was your experience like when, when did they, did, so did they approach you during the show? Was it before the show? Or how did you get brought up? Because I know I, when they approached me, it was while she was performing on stage uh, during uh, Material Girl. During Material Girl. Yeah, like during Material Girl, and they just like tapped me on my shoulder. And that was when <laughs> the whole, like, you know. Would... But um, how did, when did they approach you? I already don't remember which which song was. I, I think it also was Material Girl, and I because I, I was so excited. I really like. I, I remember it was like a dream. Everything what happened, and I remember they showed me like, come, come, come to me. Her management showed me, come to me, and I was staying near the heart section, and I I knew already what it means to come to them, and I couldn't believe. I was so happy, and they said, okay, you're next. Are you ready? And I'm like, oh my god, I couldn't believe it was. The most excited feelings that I've ever had in my life. I was waiting, I was dreaming. You know, everybody dream, is dreaming about to meet Madonna. Sure. But we never would think that some, some kind of opportunity like that will happen, that she will uh, invite a fan to the stage. And I was dying. I didn't know how to handle it. I saw you. You were so confident. <laughs> I, I love it so I, I, I It was a weird moment when... Cause I remember, you know, like when they, they, I was in the fourth row all the way up front and they tapped me on the shoulder and I, they take you to the back of the auditorium and, you know, they 
introduce you to the security guard, and um, after they sort of like, you know, okay, he's going to take you over, this and that, blah, blah, blah. I was just standing there watching her. You know, she's singing La Vie en Rose, and yeah. it's really quiet in the auditorium, and all of a sudden this wave of panic started <laughs> washing over me where I was like, oh, my God, I, I, have to, I have to go up there in a moment. And I started to have this panic attack, and I thought, no, I have waited my whole life to have a moment like this. Don't be nervous. And I was still nervous, but yeah, I but just was like, I like just him. went, I was like, I was having fun. You know, like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, I finally get to dance on stage with Madonna. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was a great time. I remember I saw it and I was so jealous. I was like, <laughs> I want to be this guy. <laughs> I wanted to go on stage also, because I was trying to go on stage every show. I, I, I hoping that one time it's going to happen, but they didn't pick me, they didn't pick me, and I saw many, many fans. And I remember exactly when I saw you, because I was staying with my friend Jean, and she was shooting a video when you had a, when you was dancing on stage. Oh, Jeannie was there with you? Jeannie was with me, yeah, and she shot a video of you. I oh, think she I think, I think that's right, I think she did. Jeannie, Jeannie by the way, is, uh, for our listeners, Jeannie is here as well. Hi, everyone. Uh, we have a, we have a, full, a full crowd here. <laughs> also known as DJ Jeannie, if you've ever been to any of the Madonna-thon events, she is your DJ that spins all the Madonna hits. Yes, so um, definitely go and support Jeannie at her. I think your next, uh, well, by the time everyone listens, the, the Madame X release party will have, will have yeah, happened. But we're actually having it tonight. Yes, it's yeah. happening, happening tonight, but by the time people hear this, it'll, it'll already be over. But come for the next one. Yeah. All right, so let me get this straight. This was completely random. Someone just tapped you on the shoulder, and that's how it starts. So I, yeah, the one question everyone always asks me when you know, they find out I got up on stage with her was, how did it happen? How did you mm-hmm. get up there with her? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's not like they tapped me on my shoulder and then mm-hmm. they were like, oh, well, because you did this, we're, we're, we're putting <laughs> you up on Because you're the biggest fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you're have, the 50th Madonna yeah, fan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I have a feeling, uh, you know, I had been posting on Instagram and tagging both her mm-hmm. and Guy Osiri. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, one of the guys who was in the row behind me had said they heard the woman on her walkie-talkie saying, oh, I see him. He's in the boy toy hat. I see him. So wow. they, somebody on her team <laughs> mm-hmm. knew where I was because I had posted on Instagram from my seat mm-hmm. uh, a picture of the stage saying, fourth row, bitches. <laughs> And I, I assumed that they were just looking either, you know, mm-hmm. on Instagram or... And so they must have seen that. I mean, I was making myself mm-hmm. very well known. Mm-hmm. You know, I had one, of, like, a red fan that I'd gotten from Chinatown, like she had in Bitch on Madonna. And my friend Jennifer and I were waving it all around. And, I mean, my, you know, I had my little boy toy hat and that the blue T-shirt with her that she wore in Bitch on Madonna. And because I was trying to stick out, you know, like I was trying to be recognized. Mm-hmm. But by the time the show started, I thought that they picked the fan before the show began. So when the show began and no one had come up to me, I thought, oh, well, I guess somebody else is going up. So I just had a good time the rest of the show. And it wasn't until, like, a ver- uh, Material Girl where I was like, yes, exactly. you know, somebody taps me and they're like, um, would you come with me? <laughs> and I thought I was being kicked out. <laughs> I-, I was like, what, what am I, what's going on? And as I turned to walk with her, all of a sudden it hit me, oh my God, they're asking me to go up on stage. And so, yeah, and then, wow. then, then it happened. And, you know, it's, as I 
know there's a video of you on YouTube and what, what, yeah what happened with me is that uh, right before you know that was a section with Madonna I usually uh, speak with the audience on the in the heart mm -hmm. um, so she talked to me for the first time in my life because she saw my dress at the same show in St. Paul she she saw me she asked my name and I was like I remember that feelings you know the first time when Madonna paid attention on you <laughs> and she asked my name and I'm like oh my name is Oksana and she asked me who made this dress and I told her that I am my my my, my friend made this dress and she gave me her guitar pick uh -huh. at the time and I was you know it was so crazy what I felt it was the first time I uh, when Madonna paid attention to me and uh, I remember I I couldn't stand on the show I didn't pay attention what happened next because <laughs> I was so happy and uh, after Rebel Hot she left a different uh, part of the stage and I was already like that's it you know for me show was, was complete and uh, I didn't know that at the same show just like I don't know 15 minutes right, later right. Someone from her management will come to me and say, yeah, you're going on stage. It was like too much for me for the one show. And uh, I remember also before, right before I went on stage, um, Madonna, when she began to sing Unapologetic Beach, and she was asking, like, who's going to be my Unapologetic Beach for tonight? And she said, where is Oksana? And I was like, oh, my God. So it's not like, you know, she didn't know who is right, going to go right. on stage. She knew it's going to be me. And I was like, ah. <laughs> She'd seen you in the audience, right? Yeah, yeah, she spoke to me right before. So I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe Madonna wanted me to be on stage. Oh, it's possible. To go on stage. Maybe she's the one who, who chose me. But it was so, so cool. I'll never forget this moment. So yeah. I have a question for both of you. So when you're up there and... Do you follow her lead as far as dancing, or do you just, or is it, you know, you just go crazy and do whatever you want? I mean, I remember her assistant, she talked to me, she's like, um, would you like me to explain what to do? And I'm like, ah, no, because it's my 10 shows, and I know already the routine. <laughs> you probably know better than she does. I know, know what to do, but at the same time, I don't like to dance, and every time I'm very shy when I dance, I need to, you know, I don't know, to drink something to feel more comfortable, and especially when you dance with Madonna, I yeah. was like, oh, I can't just, you know, do whatever, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, why not? Maybe this is a moment I just need to to do whatever, to, to what, it, what it feels like to do it. I remember when I got on stage the first second, I don't know, I was so happy and I wanted to hug Madonna. But she was like, eh, hey, slow down, you need to dance. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that he was on stage, so he was dancing. And of course, there's a girl who was wearing the heels, I was afraid to fall, so I, my, my shoes was, I, I bought her shoes, I, I was wearing the shoes I was wearing the shoes from Truth of Day collection, mm -hmm. her own shoes, and uh, I couldn't find the shoes of my size. I, I just got a shoe size bigger than oh, I no, had. Oh, no, so they're loose? Yeah, but oh, the geez. shoes was just for collection. I never was expected to wear these right. shoes, but because I went to the show and I had this dress, and I was like, okay, I just want to wear the shoes for, for a while. And actually, when I was in, in the shoes, I took them off. Uh, and uh, on the show, uh, I didn't wear them because oh, it's funny. so uncomfortable in the big size. Mm -hmm. So I was really afraid to fall, but I remember when she held my hand and he was running with her and I felt like this incredible energy and I, I felt that uh, she supports me and I'm not going to fall mm -hmm. because uh, uh, she held my hand and... I don't know. I, I remember I was I was really afraid to dance in this part where you have to dance alone. Right. And she sit and you look like, okay, yeah. show me what you got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't know, I just was moving and whatever. I was trying to do the best what I could at this particular <laughs> second. Yeah. Well, yeah and, all... and then she gives you a banana? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> just, it all goes by and like it's a blur. It just it's because it's happening so fast and there's so much to take in. Mm-hmm. You know, like one, you're on stage in front of thirty thousand people. It's crazy. And you're you're receiving all of that energy coming yes. from the audience. So there's that. Then you're next to and interacting with Madonna. It's crazy. And that in itself is crazy. While she's singing. Yeah, she's singing, she's performing, and now you're part of the show. And yeah. you you do have to sort of like, because I remember the woman from her staff had been like, okay, make sure you dance. <laughs> I, you know, like, if we put you up there, you have to make sure you're going to dance. And I was like, I'll, I'll dance. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, you know, but I, that those words kept ringing in my ear. <laughs> dance, dance, dance. Make sure you dance, make sure you dance. And I, I think... You know, when I had... Well, and it's funny you mentioned you had an issue with shoes because the shoes that I was wearing when I went and saw her were pinching my feet. So <laughs> my shoes were, like, the complete opposite. Were, like, they were, like, too tight and mm-hmm. uncomfortable. And... But once I got up there, I didn't even know. Like, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't even feel my feet. Yeah. Like, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. as if suddenly, like, I was having this out-of-body experience. And I, I just remember... When I got on stage with her, and she's like, let's dance. And I was like, just let her lead. You know, like, I mm-hmm. let her mm-hmm. sort of be yeah, in control. And, you know, because it's her show. Mm-hmm. Who, who am I to just go up there and try and steal the spotlight <laughs> from Madonna? <laughs> so I, um, yeah, I just sort of let her lead. But again, like you said, I'd seen the show the week before in New York. So I knew when to turn around and pose. And I yeah. knew when to turn around and give the finger. And, <laughs> But when they take you to the main stage, and she's like, you know, okay, let's, you know, like, have at it, baby. And I was like, I, what am I going to do? And I just heard those words from that woman, mm-hmm. make sure you dance. And so I was like, just make it as big and as presentational as possible, and uh, try not to look stupid. You know, yeah. <laughs> here's, here's Madonna, you know, yeah. like, dancing in front. That's, and I remember thinking, let me dance to the audience. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no. Yeah, yeah, Madonna yeah. is no, no, on no. her knees beside me. Dance to Madonna. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then when you have to talk to her, once the music ends, oh my God. I just lost my shit. Like that's when <laughs> I was so nervous. My mouth. I remember she asked you, "Are you nervous?" Was, like, oh, no. I told no. her no because I was like, "I'm like, just, so I was like, just fuck with her for one moment." <laughs> and she did. She was like, Are, "Were you nervous doing that?" And I was like, "No." And she looks, and you could see her look at me for a minute. She's, she's, like, she's like, not at all. And I was like, no, I was fucking nervous as hell. And as soon as I said that, she, I could see that she realized I was fucking with her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, you were nervous as shit. You, know, you, were, <laughs> you were shitting yourself. And, and it was funny. And, it was, and I just wanted it to keep going. Mm-hmm. And like try and have this like memorable, unapologetic bitch moment. But I was so nervous, and my mouth was dry. And yeah. like, I was like literally starting to have this like panic moment where I'm like I can't believe I'm on stage with her and I like I remember thinking in my head I'm like Stephanie you don't look like you're having fun right now just, I was just like <laughs> I was just having this like this like sort of shell shock face and I was like smile so she knows you're having fun so I was like you, you can see in the video all of a sudden I just start to smile because I'm just like just smile so she knows you're having a good time I don't think you were the only one Stephanie though because when I see clips of like famous people being the unapologetic bitch it's the same thing they're all tongue tied and they're like ah you know yeah. like Katie Perry did, did a good job do you remember Ariana Grande she, yeah. she was like this she yeah. closed her mouth Ariana Grande 
Yeah. And she met Madonna before. But I think. yeah, I don't think she could believe that she was actually performing with her on stage. You yeah. Know? It's like another life goal, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I was funny because I was nervous too with my shoes mm-hmm. that I was going to slip because there was so much spilled beer all over the venue when I was walking oh, yeah. around the stage and what, like there was just beer everywhere. And I, as I was going up the little staircase, I remember thinking, whatever you do, don't fall off the stairs. Yeah. Because that, this tiny little staircase exactly. to get up. And I was like, don't fall off the stairs. Don't pass out. Yeah. And I, as soon as I got up there, I just went into show mode. You know, like I was like, just perform. Just because every, after the show was over, so many people came up to me and they thought I was part of the show. Yes. Like, literally. <laughs> like you were playing? Yes. They, they, they're like, oh my God, did you know you were going up? And I'm like, no. I, you know, they're like, you look like you were part of the show. And I was like, I am not part of the show. <laughs> I, I wish I'm part of the show. Uh, but yeah, it was, it's, it is, it's an amazing, so that was your first time. So where was your second time that you were pulled up on stage? Yeah, I was a little bit, a uh, little bit more lucky, and I got on stage with Madonna on the second time, and I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe. You know, it's something impossible. Like it's impossible to get on stage once, but the right. second time, you, it's definitely not something what you're thinking can ever happen. So the second time happened on my last uh, show in Puerto Rico. Oh, nice. And also, I had amazing time with Madonna. That particular show, I, I decided to bring her flowers. Uh, hundred and something beautiful roses, and uh, they let you in the venue with that. It was my first first time when I was trying to put to give you flowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of the time, when I was bringing flowers, they didn't let me, and I was just give it to security guys. And somebody. Yeah, they, they probably took it home to their wives. <laughs> yeah, to <through> lovers. <laughs> <laughs> So in Puerto Rico, security was really nice, and I could bring flowers to uh, to Madonna. And also, it's not enough just to bring flowers into the venue. You need to give it to Madonna, and it's up to her whether she would like to take the flowers or not. And I showed her that I had a flowers, so she came she came to me, and she was so nice to me. She asked oh, me. Oh, you you actually had a, like in person interaction with yes. her. Yes. Oh wow. It was a, it was amazing. Where did you? So you had gone into the concert. And they took the flowers from you before you went in. No, no, no. I, I was I, I brought flowers with me. And, um, I took it inside of the venue, mm-hmm. and then when show began, and again when it was a section when Madonna uh, was speaking with the people, with the audience during the Rebel Heart tour, she came to me. Oh, I see. Because she saw me again, and uh, she was speaking to me, and I, I showed her the flowers. And she came and she was like, oh my God, do you have something special for me? <laughs> and I wanted to say that she does, I don't need to have anything special to give Madame the flowers. And uh, But I said, it's my last show and I just want to say thank you. And she's like, oh my God. And she asked me how many shows I've been to. I said 26 and she was really surprised. And uh, and then after, the, her assistant came to me again during when Madonna was singing Material uh, Girl. Uh, she came to me and she said, okay, come. And I was like, where? What? I, this was the moment I was really thinking something else happened because I was right, sure. You, you didn't believe that you'd be I, getting up I, I on didn't. stage again. And I didn't look. You know, the funny thing is that <clears throat> before I was trying to get to stage and of course I created a dress and makeup and every, every show I changed the outfit. But this particular time I, I knew it's going to be my last show. I, I knew I'm not going to go on stage. And... The funny thing is that I forgot all my uh, luggage in the previous show in Miami. 
So I, I went to Puerto Rico with nothing. Oh, I geez. didn't have a beautiful dress. Uh, I didn't have a makeup, nothing. And I was like, okay, who cares? Right. You know, I just uh, finally I can go wherever, you know, make some something with my hand. I, I, I got very cheap dress. I remember it was like $15 in Puerto Rico. <laughs> my dress and I was wearing it in the beach. I was uh, wearing it everywhere and I went to Madonna show in this, wearing this dress. And uh, when her assistant says that I'm going on stage again, I was like, oh my God, I, how am I going to go like that? <laughs> but you didn't go up alone. You were, yeah. up, you were up with someone. Yeah, I was on stage with another, uh, another fan, with uh, uh, Alicia, her name. And where, did you know her? I didn't know her, but okay. she was... You, she, so, and was that the only time she ever brought two people up? Um, I think that later on, uh, when, she, when, she go, when she went to Asia... She brought, she brought multiple she brought, people up. Yeah. Okay, because I wasn't sure if that was like the first time mm-hmm. that she had brought two people up, or I think that was the first time it's she the brought first time, two yeah. people up. Exactly. But um, yeah, I was. I remember when I had saw that you, you know, because mm-hmm. once you become the unapologetic bitch, yeah. you sort of pay attention to who's going up next. Yeah. And I remember I had seen you go up in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and then I saw you get up again and I was like how is she doing this how is she getting up twice you know um but it was funny because after I had seen after I had gotten up on stage with her in Philadelphia I didn't think that I was going to be ever like that was the last show that I was going to so mm-hmm. I had seen that was my third show and that was the only show that I the last show I had tickets for mm-hmm. and then I happened to be in Los Angeles when the show that she she brought Rebel Heart to Los Angeles. And for one moment I thought, should I try to get tickets to go? And Mm -hmm. I said, no, because if you go and aren't brought up on stage again, (laughs) it's just not going to be as much fun. And I was like, (laughs) let me just end my Rebel Heart experience in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. I'm like, because if I go see the show again... And I'm not on stage. I'll feel really upset, you know. So I was like, Let me just, I'll just end it on Philadelphia. But um, yeah, I was so jealous when I saw you got up twice. I can't believe it. It's possible. I can't believe. So then, after the that show with Rebel Heart, is that when you decided to sort of let me make a documentary about being a Madonna fan, or how did you come to the decision to make a documentary about Madonna and Madonna fans? Uh, I was uh, just shooting a lot of... I, I, was, I was working as a journalist in Russia. I was working uh, on TV and I had my own project. Uh, and I was a reporter. I was working in the news. Uh, so I have in my life two things that I love to do, that I'm passionate about, is the journalism. Because I really love to work with people, with the stories. And another thing that I love to do... Uh, yeah, is Madonna, and mm-hmm. I like to see her on the show. I I'm a big fan of her, so I was really happy to combine these two things that's so important in my life. And I knew I'm gonna do some project uh, about fans. What kind of pro- project and what it will look like? I didn't know. I just start, I just began to shoot uh, videos of fans, and I had no idea that my project will turn into a huge complex, that it will be so big and so deep. Um, so during the hard tour, I was collecting the stories of people, and I was thinking, okay, then later on I'm going to find out what I'm going to do with this video. So it was more you were just sort of 
recording fans and their stories, and then as you were recording those stories, the it sort of started to take shape a little bit more. You were like, maybe I'll do this, or maybe I'll put it together that way. And yes, exactly. I was like, you know, like a blind kitten who just was born and who is trying to find his way. He's moving this way. He's moving that way. But which direction? Uh, he doesn't know. Yes. I, I love that analogy. I love it. So I had just gotten a notification, I think it was either yesterday or the day before, that it was actually three years ago that you recorded me and Ian and, yes, um, yes. and yourself. I think yes. we, I think that was like three years ago, three like years today ago, or yesterday, exactly. like some, something crazy. Like, yeah. uh, which I'm, I am not upset that I didn't I'm make so it. I'm not sorry. upset I did I not make to... it into the final cut of the movie, but I love that that footage was out there. I'm so happy that you put that up on Facebook because I was like, oh, yeah. yay, I get, to, <laughs> I get to see this finally. Yeah, and hopefully there will be a DVD at some point with all the extras. Yeah, I'm going to oh, do definitely yes. with this footage. For now, I'm just going to release little short outtakes, mm -hmm. what I couldn't put in my film, but I wanted to put as many fans as I could. Um, yeah, everything. There's always going to be people getting cut and edits, and yeah. it, it happens. How did you choose the fans? It, it really happened organically. Uh, when I began to follow Madonna during um, MDNA show, uh, at that time I was living in Russia, and I, um, I knew about one guy, he's a big Madonna fan from Australia, Easy, mm -hmm. And I was so impressed that he managed to attend so many shows and he lives so far away mm -hmm. from all of the shows. He lives in Australia and as we know, Madonna never go to Australia. She like twice yeah, she in her career, twice. right? And, uh, but he followed her over and over and over again. He, he has, I think, hundred, uh, every time I, I've, I forgot how many shows he attended. I think it's about 150 shows in general. And I was like, I didn't know him at the time. I, I knew him through my friends, but I even didn't speak with him because my English was so bad at the time. And uh, I, uh, yeah, I didn't speak to him at all. Uh, but I like... I like his story, and uh, I was thinking about, okay, uh, I would like to maybe show his story in my film. Uh, I just kept it in my mind. Then another story that impressed me a lot was another Madonna fan. Uh, she lives in London, is Jenny's story. She's the same hardcore fan as Easy, but she has a husband. Mm -hmm. And she also, she uh, she could attend 40 shows, I think, during Rebel Hut tour, and uh, about the same amount during MDNA tour. And one thing is when you can follow Madonna around the world when you're single, you know, and you don't have anybody right. in your life, but if she has a family, she has a, she has a son, and she has a husband. And uh, uh, I really was... Uh, impressed and I wanted to include her story in my film and at the same at that time also I didn't know her I just knew her through my friends uh, and as, as Madonna said very recently that when you have a family when you get married uh, you know you kind of losing your freedom because mm -hmm. you need to adjust your life to, to another person's life you need to sacrifice a lot of things in your life and you can't just do a lot of crazy things that you used to do before you get married. Right. But Jenny, she shows she different. Does it. She does it. And I was like, wow, her story should inspire a lot of people. You know, it's not only her, her story will be interesting, not only for Madonna fan, but for anybody who has family who would like to do something in their life, but they can because they have a husband or a wife, or who would like to, to have small corner inside of their family, but they can because, again, they're afraid that husband will not understand or mm -hmm. their children has not 
understand, but no, this is not how it should be. We all have a right to do things what we like to do in the life, whether we get married or we're single. So I was, I, I was thinking about her um, story uh, from the beginning. And then uh, Jeannie's story, I uh, began her to shoot her during Rebel Heart Tour uh, four years ago, and I didn't know Jeannie at the time. She, I just met her first time during Rebel Heart Tour. We, I was looking somebody to go with me on Washington, D.C., and I wanted to find the friends who would like to split uh, gas and uh, right. all expenses. Help, 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 pay, help pay the way. <laughs> yes. And I wish I'd known you. I would have gone with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And... Um, I knew that Jeannie, she's the biggest Madonna fan in America. She saw Madonna so many times outside of any concert and shows. And I was like, okay, she lives in America, and I would like to shoot somebody from America. And because Jeannie is from England, uh, Izzy from Australia, and I wanted to make my project super international. Mm-hmm. I wanted to show people different generation, different background, different countries, different culture, different mentality. They're all united by the love you have to Madonna. And I, I wanted to include in my film different people. And I wanted uh, this story to inspire a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So uh, I began to shoot Jeannie's stories. And, and um, I didn't know how her story would look like. I knew she's the biggest Madonna fan, but uh, I, again, I was like this blind kitten. You know, mm-hmm. I just... Just shoot, sort of figuring it out as it yeah, went. Yeah, I just shot one, one, one piece of interview. Then um, I had some break because I was busy with different stories. And then I'm like, okay, let me shoot again. Let me see what's going on with your life again. Mm-hmm. I was shooting again. And a lot of things happened uh, during, uh, during my work on this film. And it, her story is basically, uh, her life was changing while I was working on my film. And I was like, okay, let me just follow her life and see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know uh, how her story will look like in my film till the end. Because everything was changing. And I'm really, I really want to say, Jeannie, thank you. And I appreciate a lot that she uh, let me to go inside of her life. Mm-hmm. And she let me to uh, follow her. And she could open her heart uh, to my camera to my film and uh yeah Jeannie was great in the movie I thought Jeannie's story was wonderful yeah a lot of you got so many messages although I feel bad for your neighbors (laughs) seeing that Madonna party I was like oh they're gonna have to listen to a lot of Madonna (laughs) I love the scene where um you moved into your new apartment and you had all your friends over and you guys were singing it was so cool so uh question how did you come to call the film Like a Prayer. What was, uh, obviously we know Like a Prayer is one of Madonna's iconic songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that mean to you as uh, the title of your film? Uh, you know what's funny is that I didn't know how to call my film till the end. I created this um, name, not I created, it's Madonna's song. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to steal the idea. Uh, but I figured out how to how to title my film maybe in uh, November last year. I didn't know. The name of the film, the title of the film was changing many, many times. Mm-hmm. I wanted to call this film before, I don't know, like Living for Madonna because mm-hmm. her song is Living for Love and I wanted to play a little bit but then I was like, oh, people might not understand. They will, will think that we are crazy, that we're living only for her. Right. And, uh, <laughs> but we are. Yeah. <laughs> we are, yeah. But I gave my film to show that we are not, you know, we're not crazy. We have our own life, and she she is in our life 
she's an artist who inspired people in a different perspective. Yes, we follow her like crazy during the tour, but when she doesn't have a tour, everybody has their own life, and they still get inspiration by Madonna. So, and that's why I was thinking, okay, like a prayer, it might be the best option, the best uh, option for my film, uh, because we like to say, uh, we like to compare Madonna to religion, to religion, mm-hmm. religion. And uh, that's what I like to say everybody, that, you know, some people, they, they, I don't know, they believe in God. Some people believe in different things. Different things can inspire people to make him happy. But for us, Madonna almost like a God, you know. Mm-hmm. She's like our religion for us, mm-hmm. and she inspires us in a different uh, perspective. That's why I was like, oh, like a prayer, it would be perfect for mm-hmm. my film. I think this is what my film about. Come and worship. Yeah. Worship at the altar of Madonna. <laughs> so I see that on Madonna.com, they actually feature your film as, you know, that they're advertising for it. So how did you get involved with Madonna's management? Uh, they have a fan page. Uh, on madonna.com fan page uh, and the section events so they put my uh, documentary on the section of fan fans event and I'm not the only one who they put on the website there are a lot of fans who makes official Madonna party mm-hmm. and um, I just contacted uh, her website and I asked them uh, if it's possible to put information about my film because I would like a lot of people to watch this film. As mm-hmm. you know, now I'm doing a lot of private screenings yeah. and uh, private screenings and plus after party. So I was waiting really for a long time and then I saw they put my information on Madonna Come and I was so happy. Was oh, that must be so really exciting. exciting. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, it gives you like a seal of approval. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I wonder if Madonna has seen your movie. Do you know? Uh, I don't know yet, I don't know, but I, I sent her film to everybody who works with her, I think. Uh, in, a lot of people who I know uh, during the tour, I send mm-hmm. them the link with a private password and I ask them to watch the film and to let me know what they think about. And of course, everybody asked to share with Madonna. Um, I don't know yet. I don't know. My biggest dream is to make you watch this film, of course. Well, I was going to say your biggest dream is maybe to sit down and do an interview with Madonna. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of big, big dreams. One <laughs> <laughs> big dream is... Because I know we would love to have Madonna as a guest on our podcast eventually. Oh, that's, yeah. that's the ultimate goal. <laughs> one of the standout scenes in the film is there is a young boy from Russia who... Um, Please correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's um, mm-hmm. he's in Siberia? Yes. Yes. And, you know, he's 13, 14 years old when this was shot. And, you know, you have to see the film to, to see what happens. But uh, ultimately, this, this boy, his dream is to see Madonna in concert. And he gets to see Madonna in concert in the film. But I just wanted to ask Oksana how... Um, you know, how her relationship with him has uh, developed since the film, and has he seen the film, and what does he think? Yes, very interesting story. Uh, it's the last story in my film about the 14-year-old uh, Madonna fan who lives in Russia, and uh, what's funny is that i never seen him in my life, and uh, he contacted me randomly. Uh, through the media, uh, he got to know that I went on stage with Madonna, and you know, for Russia, it was a big deal. Uh, that Russian girl went on stage with Madonna in the United States, and I remember the time uh, all media in Russia was speaking all over me. And you were on the news in Russia? I was in the news. Oh, I was wow. really famous. Like, I couldn't <laughs> believe so many people contacted me, like, congratulations, congratulations. It was amazing. And unfortunately, because I got so many messages from the people 
well, I didn't have opportunity to answer every single message. Sure. So I just saw randomly again that this this kid, you know, the kid picture was on the, his profile and he texted me. He's like, oh my God, this is so amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. And I was like, uh, okay, yeah. And I wanted to... I, I decided to answer him, and that's how we start. We began to talk to him, and um, uh, yes, I decided to make a film about uh, him. And um, uh, I still didn't see him. Um, I, I, I hope that I, I can meet him maybe during the Madame X tour. Mm -hmm. uh, I oh, you, you have you still haven't met him in person? No. Oh, see, I thought. Um, when you had been at the same show that he actually got to see her no, at. No, 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 no. Oh, right, because that was in Thailand? In or? the Philippines. In the Philippines, right. Yeah, he never seen her. He never seen... He, I mean, I never seen him. Gotcha. So you've just communicated with him on like, I just Facebook Yeah, it was an interaction or... Facebook, and uh, he messaged me, and uh, we began to talk, and... Right. And so has he seen the movie? I, I showed him films through WhatsApp. Oh, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah, cute. Was he excited? He, yeah, he loved it. He almost was crying. Aww. You know, every year we have like anniversary and he texted me like, oh my God, Oksana, I remember that particular day when you make this happen. Thank you so much. And he's so creative. He uh, he makes a lot of video and every year on my birthday he shot a lot of videos and he sent me the videos. And also we, we, we speak to him almost every day, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> he just uh, texted me recently about the new album and he's like, oh my God, let's talk. Let's, uh, let's call each other. Well, tell him about our podcast. Too. Yeah, and also tell him that his story has inspired me, and I'm sure it's going to inspire a lot of people that watch the film. Thank you. Yeah, this is, was a story when a lot of people was crying, mm -hmm. and they, say, they said me that they recognized themselves when they was dreaming to see Madonna, and it's just so amazing how my project could connect to the audience mm -hmm. and uh, touch the people's soul and heart. I got really so many amazing feedbacks, and it, it really it means so much to me. And it's going to keep happening because you have so many screenings coming up, and you know new people are going to discover the film and you know, how these things spread through word of mouth, you know, and... Yeah, so um, for all of our listeners, again, I, I had mentioned this before, but I'll mention it again. If you are on the West Coast, please check out the Like a Pro documentary by Oksana. She will be showing the film in San Francisco on June 23rd. Uh, she'll also be showing it on June 24th in San Francisco. Uh, there's a screening in L.A. on June 27th, and there's also a showing in San Diego on June 28th. But if you are not on the West Coast and are not one of the fans who attended the screening in New York, fear not, she's coming back Yeah, to please Woo. come to July 1st, she will be bringing Like a Prayer documentary back to AMC Empire 25. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go on to the Like a Prayer uh, documentary fan page on Facebook and check out that you get your tickets and... Uh, go enjoy a film about Madonna fans. I assume if you're listening to this, you are a Madonna fan, so uh, you will probably enjoy watching a movie about them as well. Oksana, what are your plans for the Madame X tour? <laughs> uh, good question. I, of course, I'm trying to attend as many shows as I can. I didn't get uh, a lot of tickets yet, but I'm trying to get more and more tickets. I don't know yet the amount of show I'm going to uh, attend, but definitely New York. I'm gonna see her in New York and uh, probably LA. Uh, I wanna see opening night and closing night. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm gonna go to Paris. Nice. And I don't know, we'll see. 
Maybe. The way that tickets were sold was was a little difficult, wouldn't you say? Um, yes, the system changed a little yeah. bit different for fans. It was really complicated, and personally, me, I got uh, a lot of tickets through the Ticketmaster. Uh, while later, when mm, it right. was a pre-sale, because I don't have a legacy membership. Right, right. Uh, you know, I live, I was, I'm from Russia, and at the time when people had a membership with Madonna come, I don't know, Russia, I think, didn't have internet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know anything about these uh, memberships. And unfortunately, I'm struggling sometimes uh, to get a tickets as well. Mm -hmm. Well, but I had read that legacy fan members couldn't get tickets either. That yeah, there because was, I think, I think Jeannie, you had posted yeah. on yeah. Facebook that there was like uh, some people who were legacy fan members couldn't get tickets either. Yeah. It was very difficult. Um, I think ninety percent of people were saying they didn't get anything. So yeah. we went on the regular day the regular day of the sales and that's when most fans got their tickets. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's strange that they were sort of I, I get where they were going with it. Um, yeah, it's... I think it's understandable because uh, it's not a stadium anymore, it's not an arena, it's a small theater and theater that cannot fit so many front rows and not right. front yeah. rows, so many seats, that's why they need to do the system because amount of people who would like to join uh, the show is more than yeah, I, I, I understand, you know, I was really upset when it first happened, you know, yeah, I, I felt course. really left out, and, and I was, yeah, exactly, it's like I was panicked, <laughs> but now I understand, because this is a, an experiment for Madonna, she's never done mm -hmm. theaters this size, uh, not since the Virgin Tour, and even then, those were bigger venues, so I, I feel like they were just trying to figure it out, and, you know, now, tickets are available, and people are able to get them. Yeah. you know, the traditional way. So, tell us about your favorite Madonna tour and your favorite performance, if you have one, because it's hard to choose. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a difficult question. Um, I, I guess, personally, for me, because I was on stage with Madonna twice. <laughs> You're biased. <laughs> my, my, my favorite tour was Rebel Hot Tour, and performance, oh my God, it's... It's so difficult to say. To be honest, I love my favorite perform. One of my favorite performances. I like Eurovision a lot. Mm -hmm. I love Eurovision. I'm really happy with the future song because I love hip hop so much, and okay. I'm so happy with that song. And like a praise, my favorite, and I like how they ended up with this. Uh, uh, performances have to fall in the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really like. I'm, I'm so. Uh, upset a little bit that I couldn't go to Israel. I was surprised you weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I cannot believe Exana's not in Israel right now. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to go, but I'm so busy with my film screenings. It takes me so much work. And, yeah. uh, it's only me and Jeannie who is working on this project. Mm -hmm. Really, we sometimes we don't see the light at all. We sit at home and work and work and work. So, Madame X was released yesterday, and I wanted to ask... Uh, yes, yeah, exactly. Finally, after four years. And I wanted to ask Oksana and Jeannie uh, what their thoughts are and if they have any favorite tracks. Oh, my God. It's an amazing album. I can't believe... I can't believe it's so good. I'm listening to this album day and night, day and night, and... Every song I love so much. I don't know, it's really difficult to say which one is my favorite. It's like taking a trip around the world, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah. And it's amazing music, amazing sound that you never heard in your life. You never heard in your life. And um, 
Um, I don't know. I love I love the song. I'm looking for mer for mercy. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's so. I I, when I heard the song, I began to cry. She's very vulnerable in that. Song. Yeah, and we can, can hear her voice so well. And um, I love also the song. I unfortunately my Portuguese is not good. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all going to be taking lessons. Yeah. yeah, but I love the song because Anita is my also yeah, favorite. Still so, so I'm good. dancing like. Mm -mm. And I already can see, you know, I can see clearly how she's going to perform in yep. the theater. I think that this album was made uh, especially for theater. Mm -hmm. And I see very well that the tour will be like, oh my God, I see very well each performance. It's so amazing. I'm very excited too. So Jeannie, as a DJ, which songs are you going to be playing on the dance floor? I think tonight we're going to play all of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we'll do like a little listening party for the whole album. Mm -hmm. But um, I guess going back to what I thought about the album as a whole, when I first heard that she was going to work again with Mirwe, I was so happy because I think American Life is my favorite album of hers from her entire career and this collaboration with him I think they just work so well together and and again she delivered I mean the song she's always ahead of her time and I think the first listen uh, or the first single everybody was like wow Medlin you know we weren't expecting a duet we weren't expecting a Spanish song and then every single after it's so different and eclectic and um, it threw a lot of people takes, off right yeah it was so new and different and fresh and now the more we hear the album the more we're falling in love with it and how big it is it's really mm -hmm. probably her best album mm -hmm. the more we hear the, the masterpieces she's putting out so after so long in the business Madonna still pulls out the best music mm -hmm. she really is uh, and the reviews were amazing <laughs> yeah and it was number one in 60 countries mm -hmm. yeah you know, it's just Put, putting to putting to bed all of the people saying she's not relevant anymore. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Number one Good in sixty countries. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Jeannie, that? what are your the top three? Top three off the, just off the top of your head. What do you? What? Do, what, what, what I loved you? Crave. I loved Crave when I heard it, and uh, I love um, God Control mm -hmm. and um, Have Mercy on Me. I think is such a beautiful song. So those songs stand out. But I really, again, I love all of them. There's something to love about all her music and all her tracks. So, again, the more I hear it, the more I'm falling in love. Everything is like my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've been really telling happy. everyone, Madame X works best when it's played from beginning to mm, end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's like you're, you're entering a world and yeah. just, you know, give, give up and let her take you on this journey, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, it's very worldly and beautiful. Um, so, Oksana... Thank you so much for you. for joining us today. You are Thank um, you so much. well, and Jeannie as well. Although <laughs> Jeannie is not an official guest today, we will be having her uh, at a future podcast, um, and we're going to do a deep dive with Jeannie about her DJ career and about her journey and you know growing up right before our eyes in the Like a Prayer documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. Um, but yes, uh, like I said, check out, um, if you can, one of Oksana's screenings in L.A. or San Francisco or San Diego. Have to see my film. Or see her in New York. Or we're just going to put it out there. Hopefully it'll be available on a streaming service at some point. Yeah, maybe. for sure it will be available. I just don't know yet. I have for now like idea of private screenings. Mm -hmm. And I'll see maybe... Maybe a little while later. Maybe we'll get Madonna to come to one of those screenings, right? Wouldn't that be nice? Maybe. <laughs> We're putting it out there into yeah, the we'll universe. Just, Madonna, you, know, you need like, to see this movie. Gaio Siri, if you're listening. Gaio Siri, yes, please. Yeah, we, we need, need Gaio's email address or something. Do you have one? No, I need it. That's why I'm... Uh, yeah, if I I've, been trying to, I've been trying to get the man's email address for years, <laughs> you know? Um, 
Yeah, because then we can we can show her the movie and we can have her on the podcast and we can just film the interviews. Yeah, and be, that'd be so yeah. And yeah, thank you, Oksana, for making thank this you. film. Thank you so much. Thank um, you. I think fans are really getting a kick out of it, and I I, I promote it to everyone I know that loves Madonna. I was like, you got to see this movie, find it, and um, yeah, we will keep everyone updated as to where you can see it in the upcoming months. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Oksana. Guys. Thank you so much. Well, that's our show for this week. I think it's been amazing. I want to thank our guests, Oksana and Jeannie, and I also want to thank all of you guys, all of our listeners that, you know, leave us some amazing comments and engage with us. Uh, We just want to continue this relationship with you guys. Um, You're the reason we do this. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We have listeners from all over the world. It's really amazing to hear from you. Please keep dropping us lines, letting us know what you want to hear. I know that a lot of people have been mentioning they want to hear us talk about Madonna and her lyrics. I definitely think that's an upcoming episode for sure. I also think that we will probably do a bit of a deeper dive into Madame X at some point because I feel like we've sort of just glossed over the surface of the album. Yeah, I look forward to upcoming episodes. Um, Check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. Like and subscribe, rate and review us. Send us your gripes, suggestions, comments to mlbcpodcast.com. That's our website where you can link to all of our social media. See you guys next time. See you guys. Happy Pride.